TRP Haunted Hit Parade. I'm Gore, he's Carrie, and this afternoon is very scary because the gruesome twosome is filling in for Rex Banter. It's no trick, listeners. Rex was rushed to the emergency room this morning with a ruptured appendix. That's right, Gore. He is currently out of surgery and is expected to make a full recovery. Unfortunately, he will not be able to make it in this week, so we'll be keeping the man's seat warm until next week when he's expected to make his return to the airwaves. Everybody here at 66.6 KTRP, the home of Halloween, is pulling for you, pal. Get well soon. In the meantime, Carrie, it's Halloween. Seems a bit early for the children of the night, Billy, but happy Halloween, pal. That's right. We're used to being on late, but joining us as always, our producer, the late, great Billy Bones. We had to exhume his uh, crusty corpse a little early today because apparently last night he broke curfew partying at Roxy's beach house and was grounded by his mummy. We've been busy today raiding the KTRP crypt. To deliver an eclectic collection of spooky hits, old and new, to send a shiver up your spine this All Hallows Eve. We also have a few special requests from dead, I mean dedicated listeners, to share with you this hour. So make sure to stay tuned while we get the hit parade rolling, right after the KTRP news break. Starting off with a traffic update for the metro area, eastbound lanes on Windmill Road are currently closed due to a multiple vehicle collision between 10th Avenue and Hastings Drive. Police and paramedics are on the scene, so be advised, if you're currently headed home, you might need to take an alternate route. Now, what's in the news, Carrie? What's in the news? Last night, someone broke into the biology lab at St. Lucian Community College. The damage included a busted window and a broken door latch. The lab wasn't completely ransacked as initially feared, but several items of interest were stolen from Professor Brenhofer's collection of biological oddities. Some of the specimens stolen included several rare frogs, a bear skull, and the professor's prized blue eye of newt. If you have any information, please call the sheriff's department. The one on Cherry Hill, not the one downtown. Those clowns downtown nothing ever gets done you will get put on hold and no one will ever help so uh if you have any information please uh i had actually took a, a class in this biology lab when i was getting my communications degree many years ago and there were a lot of a strange stuff in jars you know carrie i think this whole devil's night thing is really starting to get out of hand we're both familiar with the local haunt field of screams it's an elaborate corn maze that's always a big hit with families unfortunately field of screams is closing early for the season this year due to the actions of some local vandals. Yeah, last night during part of this Devil's Night spree of vandalism across the metro area, a trio 
trio of individuals in full Halloween costumes trespassed on the field property, riding ATVs, and essentially wrecked the entire maze in a matter of minutes before authorities could arrive. Luckily, police were able to locate the suspects earlier this morning, and all three have been arrested and charged with multiple misdemeanor counts. Their identities have not yet been released. Oh, that's too bad. There's going to be a a lot of sad kids this Halloween season aren't going to get to get lost in that corn maze. Halloween's always the biggest night. Food trucks, they got, what, live music, costume contest. It's a good time. I know I've gotten drunk and lost in there several times. I gotta tell you, Carrie, I really hope that this unfortunate incident hasn't dissuaded the uh, Hernandez family from doing Field of Screams again next year because it's a pretty big blow to the community, I gotta tell you. Hopefully they'll be back uh, bigger and better next year. Should we get this started? Is it time to begin the Haunted Hit Parade? I think so, Gore. And uh, first up on the Haunted Hit Parade, this festive evening, a uh, not-so-deep cut from the Psycho Billy legend, The Cramps and their 1980 debut album, Songs the Lord Taught Us. That's right, it's I Was a Teenage Werewolf. Oh, my 
What a way to start off the show, Carrie. Nothing like a jam from the cramps to get the blood flowing. Everybody knows Johnny Cash famously performed California's Folsom State Prison in 1968. But did you know, 10 years later, the cramps performed at Napa State no. Mental Hospital? Just for the patients? or Yeah, they played a full throttle set for around 200 patients. Everyone seemed to have a good time. Some footage you could find of this rather infamous performance on YouTube. It's like 10 minutes. There's not a lot of footage out there. It's kind of interesting to watch them. If you're interested, you can still find the performance on YouTube. And up next, you know we couldn't let Halloween go by without paying tribute to one of our favorites, Uncle Glenn. Born in New Jersey in 1955 as Glenn Allen Anzalone. After building his legend founding horror punk outfit The Misfits, Glenn Danzig moved on to form a more hard rock oriented group he called Sam Hain after the Celtic festival known as Sawin. Not coincidentally, the foundation of our modern Halloween. After signing with producer Rick Rubin in 1986, Glenn was eventually convinced by Rubin to change the name of his band to simply Danzig in order to prevent any future unpleasantness regarding inevitable changes in lineup. And in 1988, the self-titled debut album from this new band called Danzig was the first official release from Rubin's Deaf American Recordings label, later renamed American Recordings in 1993 after a mock funeral for the word deaf was held with Reverend Al Sharpton presiding. 1988's Danzig remains the band's best-selling album to date, a certified platinum release. It includes such blood-curdling favorites as Mother, She Rides, Twist of Kane, and our next hit, the terrifying track that asks the big questions. Am I beast or am I human? Am I just like you or am I human?
It just wouldn't be Halloween without an appearance from Uncle Glenn, would it, Carrie? That's right. By the way, did you know that Glenn Danzig wrote a Roy Orbison song? Really? Life Fades Away, featured in the 1987 film Less Than Zero, based on the Brett Easton Ellis novel. And that's the writer of American Psycho. Life Fades Away is actually a pretty decent song. Danzig wasn't trying to write a Danzig song. You have to keep that in mind. He was writing a Roy Orbison song. On a side note, if anybody listening is interested, 66.6 KTRP, the home of Halloween, and The Devil's Den are sponsoring a midnight screening of Glenn Danzig's feature film, Veronica, this upcoming Friday down at the Circle Cinema. Tickets are only five bucks at the door, and all proceeds benefit the Friends of Circle Cinema, a nonprofit group dedicated to the continuing restoration efforts of the historic theater. So, uh, Veronica, Circle Cinema, it's for a good cause. Hope to see you there. I'll, I'll probably be there. Oh, you know I'll be there. That goes without saying. I'm, I'm hosting the screening, so of course I'm going to be there. You have a special spot in the back of the Circle Cinema, so I, I just assume. Yeah, I got my own clue Gulliger seat. That's a, that's a joke that no one's going to get it. No, no. Cassandra Peterson's Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, has been the undisputed queen of Halloween since 1981, the ubiquitous and sardonic valley girl from hell, parlaying her success on the nationally syndicated series Movie Macabre into numerous cameo appearances and lucrative commercial deals for television. A 1988 cult film and follow-up in 2001's Elvira's Haunted Hills, a long-running stage show at Not Scary Farm, parades, personal appearances, endless merchandise and so much more the ubiquitous and sardonic valley girl from the mistress of the dark has also had a long association with the music industry beginning with her single release 3d tv in 1982 credited to elvira and the vitos in 1983 elvira hosted vinyl macabre her first in a series of compilation albums and although she's never recorded a full-length album herself the queen of halloween does still occasionally drop a new single for our listening displeasure released through jack white's third man records in 2013 and written by the b-52's own fred schneider they're right up front you just can't miss them tell virus hey come on fellas and you gals too cause i got something to show you i'm proud to show them they're right up front so nice and big i'm proud to flaunt
Yep, I got two big pumpkins just growing out there in my pumpkin patch. Cassandra Peterson, now 71 years old, has basically retired the character of Elvira. She no longer makes appearances in costume or at parades and conventions. Her last major appearance as the Queen of Halloween was in 2021 in a special streamed event on Shudder to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Movie Macabre. She hosted a quartet of movies, including her own film, 1988's Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Last I heard, Peterson was trying to develop an animated Elvira project, but I haven't heard anything about it about that in a long while. She also published a memoir in 2021 entitled Yours Cruelly, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. A riveting read I highly recommend to all you ghouls out there. Up next, we have a request from longtime listener the Kentucky Gentleman. Kentucky Gentleman requests a short, nostalgic suite of spooky sound effects to get you in the holiday mood. From producer J. Robert Elliott's 1977 novelty album, Halloween Horrors, The Sounds of Halloween. you're happy kentucky gentlemen wherever you are you don't need halloween twice you call it the sounds of halloween or pick, yeah, pick, pick one is it the horrors or the sounds it's both i think maybe the record they like no halloween has to be up front that's gotta be the first thing you see is halloween nowadays the um the sound effects market is just not the same on youtube horror sound effects unless you're listening to a youtube version of one of these novelty albums these days it's so much easier because this album came out in uh, 77 and you listen to side b it's just all the noises all the sounds separated these days you can separate those sounds and you can create your own haunted house soundtrack if you want because everyone has a computer or they have a tablet they can mix and match this stuff it's easy to do and now back to the haunted parade originally making its way stateside in a 2004 compilation called doo-wop halloween is a scream volume two if you didn't know that this soft spooky little tune from german revival group denise and the double dates was first recorded in the 21st century you'd probably think we've just unearthed that lost classic from the golden age of pop music hot rods and drive-in theaters but You'd be dead wrong. A clever facsimile, a sugary confection, and a romantic homage all at once. Hold your baby close and slow dance to the dulcet tones of that Halloween night. That's when my love was given. Up. A shame. 
Now, Carrie, but I think we've got a phone call. Billy Bones, is that our old friend, the Count, on line one? Right. Patch him through, Billy. Happy Halloween, Count. You're on the show with the gruesome twosome. Hey, how's the weather over there in Transylvania? Sounds like the Count made a new friend this Halloween. Good for him. I hope she's his type. On that note, I think it's time for a quick ad break, Carrie. We got to pay the bills, and I've got to duck out real quick to check on my little project down in the lab. Don't touch that dial, ghouls. We'll be right back with the second half of the Haunted Hit Parade right here on 66.6 KTRP, the home of Halloween. Uh Uh-uh, don't touch that dial. Why are you face? Your greatest creation is nearly complete. I'm bored, Eagle. I've spent all my time reading engineering and anatomy manuals. I've got no good books to read. Master, it sounds like you need to visit Phantom Planet Books and Curiosities. But of course, they have an extensive selection of expertly curated horror fiction. That's just the job I need, Eagle. Yes, Master. And they also have the best collection of the latest true crime stories to satisfy my macabre appetite. Indeed, Eagle. And speaking of appetite, you might want to browse their cookbooks while we're there. Cookbooks, master? Yes, Igor. Your goulash recipe could use some updating. Oh, master. Ah, did somebody say Phantom Planet? They have the greatest selection of comic books in the entire metro area. Yes, Wolfgang, Phantom Planet also has an excellent collection of new and guaranteed used vinyl for their discerning musical monster. What are we waiting for? Let's all hop in the hearse and head to Phantom Planet Books and Curiosities. Happy Halloween from your favorite fiends in Phantom Planet! You'll have a scary good time at Phantom Planet Books and Curiosities, located at the Middleton Shopping Center, right next to Abigail's Flower Shop. You're listening to 66.6 KTRP.
We're back. It's the bottom of the hour. We're the Grusin Twosome. I'm Carrie. He's Gore. We're back this evening with the second half, or as I like to call it, Side B of the Haunted Hit Parade. And we've got another request, this time from a listener who prefers to remain anonymous. Ooh, spooky. You need to give us a name. By the way, give us a name. Could have called yourself Billy Bob. Oh, Billy Billy Bones might take offense to that. Calm down, Billy. Billy. Wait, you're, is, you're a corpse is already. Billy Bob Bones? Is that? Did we solve it? Billy Bob oh, Bones? Oh, did we figure it out? That's pathetic, Billy. In 1969, Louise Hubner, to date the only officially appointed witch of L.A., signed with Warner Brothers Records and recorded Seduction Through Witchcraft, a spoken word adaptation of her hit book Power Through Witchcraft, published that same year with a heavy musical assist from legendary married electronic music pioneers Lewis and B.B. Barron who rose to prominence by crafting the first entirely electronic musical score to 1956's sci-fi classic Forbidden Planet. Largely preoccupied with themes of sex and self-empowerment, Seduction Through Witchcraft also includes examples of spellcraft and divination, including our next haunted hit that should probably be exercised with caution by anybody out there curious enough to try it out for themselves. But first, a dedication from our dear anonymous listener. I have seen my future, and you will be mine, my darling, my beloved, my one true love in this life or the next. Sounds like a restraining order to me, Carrie. Now let's crack open our Book of Shadows and find that handy little demon spell for energy. Demons create a fantastic energy and are by nature ferocious. And when you cast a spell, you must know you will attract them. If demons are allowed freedom for venting the madness, they can be diabolical. They are the reasons behind haunted houses, howling storms, lost keys, droopy hair, nagging associates, and cool lovers. If you're strong, maybe you can ignore demons. But why not invite them into a magic circle? Your magic circle. Control their energies. Use them to see into your future beyond tomorrow. Throw a handful of rosebuds high into the air and let them fall and scatter where they will. Demons will gather. Their ranting and raving will create wild, exciting vibrations. While they wail, stare into the center of the circle. As you softly whisper the name of their demon king, he will come and answer any three questions about your future. As soon as he has spoken, perform a spell. Of course, the energy within the magic circle must be dissipated. What will escape and create havoc in your life? When the magic is done, destroy the circle. To make a magic circle, draw a three-foot-wide chalk circle and cover it with a fine wheat flour. Then place three black beans in the center and cover them with cloves, salt, and basil. Three red candles should be flaming at the top part of the magic area. Now scatter the rosebuds. The demons will gather. Keep brave. They are helpless. Now will be the time for you to see into your future. Stare into the center of the circle, and as they wail, softly whisper the name of their demon king. Softly. Sakra Elmerid. Demon energy is best used to stimulate clandestine relationships. 
thing Seduction Through Witchcraft Strange little album Do you believe in any of that stuff Carrie? Just out of curiosity Like do you think Maybe we could Toss a few rose petals Maybe whisper a demon's name And see the future of KTRP Uh You know I've seen some strange things In my life But I'm not uh, Not sure about Summoning demons And energy spells But uh Some strange stuff In the woods On the edge of town But uh I don't think there are demons summoned out of a mirror by saying their name three times. I gotta be honest with you. This sounds like a like a pretty bad deal to me. Maybe you really want to know the future, but do you want to know it that badly where you're going to summon a demon and try to corral its power for your own use? Yeah. Like, nah, just leave that. Leave it be. Yeah. Someone who's never uh, maybe read a fantasy novel might not understand how that ends, but uh, I've read a lot of uh, fiction that involves summoning demons to use their power in it. I mean, oh, sometimes Sometimes they find great power, but uh, they are not who they were before. It usually ends with the, the hero killing them. Let's not summon demons to try to learn the future. Right. Although I know what our future at KTRP is going to be. Someone called in sick, and now we're yeah. filling in. And here we are. It was 1969. Psych rock pioneer Rocky Erickson was arrested for possession of marijuana in Austin, Texas. Reportedly, just a single joint. He was facing a potential 10-year incarceration for this charge, and in order to avoid prison, he pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. First placed in the Austin State Hospital and later the much more notorious Rusk State Hospital after several escapes, Erickson, who had previously been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, was subjected to repeated involuntary electroconvulsive treatments and heavy doses of Thorazine, remaining in custody until 1972. It was, a, it was a bad deal. In 1974, Erickson, formerly the front man of the 13th Floor Elevators, started a new band he called Live Alien, a German pun meaning remain alone. This new band drifted away from the pure psychedelia of the elevators, following a harder rock direction, with themes and lyrics inspired by vintage science fiction and horror. Renamed Rocky Erickson and the Aliens, the band recorded 15 tracks with producer Stu Cook, former bass player from Creedence Clearwater Revival, and those tracks were featured on a pair of LPs that proved to be heavy influences on the burgeoning psychobilly and horror metal genres. 1980's self-titled release and 1981's The Evil One, which featured this following masterpiece of the macabre. If it's raining and you're running, don't slip in mud, because if you do, you'll slip in blood, because tonight is the night of the vampire.
What a night that was, Gary. What a night it was. Indeed. But this night's just getting started. We have a veritable horde of trick-or-treaters flooding the streets in the metro area right now. That's right, Carrie. Ghosts and skeletons and witches are on the prowl this evening. Or whatever is popular these days. I honestly have no idea. Do you know what the popular Halloween costumes are this year? Of Spider-Man's um, princess kind of things. Uh, I'm going to look this up. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's hot this year. I'm looking up an article from Good Housekeeping. Oh, this is, these are the most popular costumes of 2023, apparently. I'm just going to go through some of these. This is uh, good housekeeping, so I figure that they're an authority on such matters, so I'm going to I'm gonna trust them. Let's see. Queen Charlotte from Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. I don't know what that is. Who's yeah. Queen Charlotte? From the world of Bridgerton novels. They made it into a Netflix series that was incredibly popular. Wow, okay. Oh, we've got Ariel, the Little Mermaid. Okay, that would make sense. I get that one. You got Barbie. Uh, Jigsaw from Saw 10. Can't believe they made it that far. Okay, I guess he's back. Wednesday Adams from Wednesday. Netflix is Wednesday. I know that one. Princess Disa from The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. All right. Are you making this shit up? Is this a real article? Uh, Princess Disa. It's real, Carrie. Uh, we got Mario and Luigi. That make, yeah, Mario Brothers were big this year. Right. We've got uh, Nepo Baby. Great. I'm closing it out. No, we're done. Go to hell. Good housekeeping. You lost me. Wednesday Adams and Spider-Man. That's what, what is I'm Nepo Baby? What the fuck is that? How do you dress up like a Nepo Baby? It's not an adjective you can put on. It's not a style. They don't dress like Transformers anymore. Or E.T. Speaking of formed in 1981 by Thurston Moore, Kim Gordon, and Lee Rinaldo, Sonic Youth emerged from New York's turbulent no-wave music scene to become noise rock legends, due in no small part to their second album, 1985's Immaculate Bad Moon Rising. Originally released as a B-side to the single Flower, and later included as a bonus track on the 1986 compact disc release of Bad Moon Rising, Halloween was inspired by Kim Gordon watching Henry Rollins perform at a Black Flag house party gig. Its sexually charged and provocative lyrics deftly illustrate a lurid and irresistible portrait of seduction. So, fair warning, listeners, you might not want the kids to hear this next track, or do, if you know, if, if you're cool parents. Hey, kids, come in here and listen to her talk about f***ing for three and a half minutes. But no, it's the devil in me that makes me stare at you. This There's something shifting in the distance don't know what it is Day is dead as night Except for the feeling That's growing up inside of me As you sing your song As you swing along And your It's your Your song It's the devil in me Makes me stare at you you twist up along, you sing your song, and you slithering up to me, and you're so close, I just uh, wanna touch you, and uh, sing your song, and you don't know what's going on, but you wanna me to come along, as you sing your song, and you're laughing with me, as you're to me, you 
broken, twisting up my insides and sing along. You're just a swinging man, isn't your swinging song? And now I don't know what you want, but you're looking at me and you're falling on the ground and you're twisting around with my my mind and I don't know what is going on. Swing your song, twisting your lungs, slither up to me and it's gotta be and I don't wanna do when you're looking at me and your big dark eyes and you're rubbing your body Rising is probably my favorite Sonic Youth record, Carrie. Have you got a favorite? Uh, I'm not super familiar with the Sonic Youth discography. So, uh, yeah, Bad Moon Rising, yeah. Somebody's got good taste. Hey, Billy, what's your favorite Sonic Youth album? Was that goo? A fine, a fine choice, sir. Fine choice. A bit safe, but uh, classic for a reason. Uh, up next, it's a special dedication from the Gruesome Twosome. That's right. This song goes out to you, Rex. We know you're listening in the hospital, and uh, we weren't going to let Halloween come and go without playing your favorite song. The first single from Warren Zevon's breakthrough album, 1978's Excitable Boy. The song's origins lie in a late-night viewing of the 1935 horror yarn werewolf of london by phil everly as in the everly brothers that phil everly he jokingly suggested
suggested to his friend Warren Zevon that he should adapt this semi-obscure monster flick into a rollicking hit song. Zevon and a few of his friends played around with the concept uh, for about 15 minutes and came up with the first draft of what would eventually become his signature tune. Friends and fellow musicians Jackson Brown and T-Bone Burnett caught sight of the abandoned lyrics for this song and thought it had potential. So they started performing their own versions of Werewolves of London while on tour. This inspired Zevon to head into the studio and show these upstarts how to do it right, enlisting the aid of Mick Fleetwood and John McVie from Fleetwood Mac during recording sessions adding up to 59 takes and consuming the majority of Excitable Boy's budget. But I think we can all agree it was worth all the trouble to bless the world with the camp majesty of Werewolves of London. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein taken up by that one song because it cost a lot of money to get Mick Fleetwood and John McVie in there. They were famous at this point. Yeah, this is a big deal. That's that's such a strange little story. Why the f*** did they have to be there? 
But the thing is, if they weren't there, right. you wouldn't have had the werewolves of London you know and love. Exactly. And so it's worth it. I think Warren Zevon thought it was worth it eventually. You know, Carrie, I never saw a werewolf drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's, but I did see a werewolf shopping for sweet potatoes at Trader Joe's one day. But I have no earthly idea why a werewolf would ever need to show up at any shindig with a big bag of yams in his paw. Seriously, though, I did see a werewolf shopping for sweet potatoes last year at trader joe's well that's that, pretty cool that, that's actually true he looked like lon cheney jr i saw red riding hood pushing a red basket around uh, trader joe's maybe she was just a crazy person i don't know that that uh that trader joe's over there is pretty wild near clothes on saturday night i have to stress this is in may i don't know what's going oh. on there carrie well uh since we're talking about parties i think it's time we talked about the ultimate halloween party in 1962 bobby pickett was an aspiring actor and singing with a band called the cordials and he could also do a mean boris karloff impression his pal and fellow member of the cordials lenny capizzi loved the impression and encouraged pickett to develop it further this culminated in the composition of a novelty song par excellence one that would change the face of halloween forever and you know that's not hyperbole really it isn't it really did <laughs> that happened recorded with a new band dubbed the crypt kickers featuring future legend leon russell on piano and darlene love herself leading backup singers the blossoms newly minted bobby boris pickett told the story of a mad scientist who created a hip dancing monster and through the party of the century a real graveyard smash featuring a guest list of throat ripping heavy hitters that would make your grandma's sewing circle faint get away why count whatever happened to your transylvania twist kids these days call it the monster My eyes beheld an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom. Vampire's peace. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests. And his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It caught on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Out from his coffin wax voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. 
now everything's cool, Drax's a part of the band, and my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what is said. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. It's actually kind of a bit of appropriation, really. Just call it the Monster Mash now. They just took Dracula's dance and made it their own. They changed the name and now it's a different dance. Dracula, he's got grounds for a lawsuit, maybe. Maybe. Bobby Boris Pickett released Monster Mash as a single in August 1962, and it became an instant classic. He capitalized on that success with a full album of macabre novelty tunes. A few months later, with the release of the original Monster Mash, which featured a few more worthy contributions to the spooky canon, including me and my mummy. But Pickabet all his chips on the follow-up single, the Christmas-themed Monster Mash sequel, Monster's Holiday, which totally failed to capture the zeitgeist in the same way. It's also a terrible song. It's just no good. I didn't, know ex- I didn't know it existed. Oh, see, that's my point. You didn't know it existed. And that's probably for, for a reason. I definitely would have noticed a horror-themed Christmas song. Well, I mean, Christmas at Ground Zero is pretty horror-themed. You want to get down to it. That's, that's and I've heard horror. of that. <laughs> and you've heard of it. But nobody could ever take away the success of Monster Mash, the perennial Halloween party staple that, much like the famous ghouls that haunt its lyrics, never really stays dead and buried. Thanks for making Halloween a little more special, Bobby Boris Pickett. This is like one of the first holiday-themed dances that children learn. I mean, you just kind of do like a zombie walk and you do do a Monster Mash, wiggle around for a minute dance around like an idiot. Great, that's exactly what this song is for. It's a classic for a reason. It gave him a career, so I think he took it pretty seriously. Oh yeah, I'm sure he did. But he uh, he made a classic. I'm he glad did. he did. He made a classic. The black candles burning low, Carrie. And that means our time here this evening is just about finished. The storm clouds are gathering, and a cold wind is blowing, cold enough to chill the blood in your veins. Not your veins, Billy. We know you drink straight antifreeze, which can't be good for you, by the way. Frankly, I don't know how you're still alive. You got a problem, pal. Anyway, we do have enough time for one more haunted hit before we close our cemetery gate for the evening. Where's uh, where's the gate noise? Billy, the you know, the gate, you're supposed to hit... Oh, right. L- little late, Billy, come on. Oh, was it the antifreeze joke? How could a man look so much like the Crypt Keeper and not even have a sense of humor? <sighs> we do have enough time for one more... Come on, man, we're live and you're being very unprofessional. Clock's running out, Billy, come on. Yeah, we've got what we call in the business a hard out. Our final haunted hit of the evening is something special. Emerging from wild Wisconsin at the dawn of the 21st century, Lonesome Wyatt has been the toast of the underground country movement with his aggressive brand of corrosive, gothic-tinged Americana. Those poor bastards, his hellfire and brimstone outfit he created with anonymous partner The Minister, has been burning like a funeral pyre since 2004. But when he needs to indulge his moodier, more somber side, Lonesome Wyatt exhumes 
the holy spooks his solo side project no the holy spooks are not his backing band with rare exception wyatt is the only musician the holy spooks is a uh more a figure of speech the feeling you get when you know someone or something is watching you but you can't see them sends a shiver up my spine carrie in 2013 lonesome wyatt channeled his love of vintage halloween novelty records to create halloween is here a collection of original songs and stories that combines his affection for those kitschy old LPs with his own peculiarities to create something reminiscent of things past yet wholly unique. Halloween is Here serves as an invitation for the listener to take part in a wild All Hallows Hootenanny, attended by a gang of fun-loving monsters that might just chop off your head and fill a punch bowl with your warm blood. So, uh, that's pretty much an average Saturday at Billy's house, right? (laughs) That's it from us this evening, trick-or-treaters. And remember, the phrase trick-or-treat is a binding contract, so if your stingy neighbor hands out something lame like toothpaste or pennies, you can burn their house down without fear of reprisal. It's like the purge out there tonight, kids. I'm no lawyer, but I think that's accurate. That's right. Thanks for joining us on this very special haunted hit parade. But be sure to keep it tuned in to 66.6 KTRP, the home of Halloween. Oh! No shock here. We're filling in for Dr. Butcher all week on transmissions from elsewhere. You don't want to miss tonight's terrifying topic. Cryptids. Not to mention the gruesome twosome zone, all hallows spooktacular. Coming up at midnight, so don't touch that dial. Happy Halloween, Carrie. Happy Halloween, Billy. And happy Halloween, dear listeners. We're the Gruesome Twosome, sitting in for the ailing Rex Banter, inviting you to return with us now to a simpler time. A time that never was, and will never be again. The pumpkin moon is rising, and it's such a fright. See you tomorrow, everybody. A black cat sits upon my tomb.
friendly reminder from your friends at 66.6 APRD and the J. Bailey Memorial Foundation for all you trick-or-treaters to have a safe and happy Halloween. Plan a trick-or-treating route in advance. Avoid long paths that may cause fatigue and pay attention to the weather. Visibility is key while trick-or-treating, especially when you're walking around after dark. Keep a flashlight in. Don't be afraid to add reflective paint to your costume to make it easier for cars to see you. Never trick-or-treat alone. Trick-or-treating with friends is even more fun. It's much safer. Sit together and be mindful of traffic. Avoid masks which can be dangerous while trick-or-treating. Non-conscious face paint is much safer than a mask, but if you insist on wearing a mask, have an adult use scissors to widen the eye holes to help keep you safe. Have an adult check your game. And before you They'll look for any open or unwrapped candy, or candy containing any potential allergens that might make you sick. Follow these social safety procedures, and you'll have a very safe and very Halloween. Yeah, it's everywhere.